Welcome to Everything's Not Black and White with your hosts, Lala and Brian. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's episode. We're so excited to have two of my favorite young creatives on the podcast today to talk about perspectives in filmmaking. So if you all know me, I talk about Marvel all the time and all the movies that I love so much and Keanu Reeves. Yes, I can't go without mentioning Keanu, but I have two beautiful, amazing young creatives that will talk to you a little bit about how they see the methodology, the entertainment, and the background of film and how they're going to make their marks in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, them, they's, us's, welcome to the podcast, Zachary Cobb and Aji Baker. What's up, what's up? Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? So excited to have you both here. I mean, it's a privilege for us because we've watched you both grow up so much over the last two decades, can I say? Oh, Lord. My y'all about goodness. to get me all emotional off in here already. <laughs> oh, I'm getting emotional because that means as you get older, I get older. So, oh. you know, I'm not embracing that right now, but... <laughs> I'm very excited to have this conversation with you both because I, you know, from what I've just seen in the industry, especially when it comes to entertainment, with all of the streaming channels that are on, the things that are happening in in the theaters, there's a lot more options around filmmaking and what that means. Um, And so I really am excited to hear what you both are feeling and seeing and experiencing as you go along with your creativity and so my first question is, uh, I'll throw it to Zach first. How did you even get interested in film? I loved watching media, all kinds of media, whether it's like TV shows or film. I just love getting into like all these like big worlds that are like super huge in scale and like seems otherworldly and getting to know characters that kind of either relate, uh, I can relate to or going through their own interesting journeys. So I just love watching other stories being told. I definitely knew then and there that I wanted to do something with art, tell my own stories, make my own characters in my own way, and just to a nice outlet to express myself, basically. Nice. I love that. I love that. Aj, what about you? Yeah, I agree. I grew up sort of just in entertainment automatically. You were really um, into acting stuff growing up, and you signed me with my first camp or my first talent agency, Cam Talent when I was like three. And so I was doing commercials since I was really young. Then I got into theater. You know, even as I was in theater, I knew that whatever my career was going to be was going to be something to do with entertainment. And so when I got to high school and I found the degree program that I was going for, which is film, I was like, oh, this is this is perfect. Like, because it's, it's acting, it's, you know, writing, it's music, it's everything. And so that's what I love about it. Yeah, and I love that both of you had this experience that you had this uh, the writing part, the acting part, the drama. And I know both of you probably did a lot of your own little creations. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember going around, you know, with camera phones and, and presenting and doing things with both of you, as a matter of fact. You know, so that love that you had for the medium just kind of kept growing. You know, so even outside of the things that you did at home, you both decided to go to school and now major in film. So Mm -hmm. do you think being in school and and learning the work, I guess, from a classroom perspective, is helping you as filmmakers? Absolutely. I definitely feel like it has helped me a lot as a future filmmaker, just kind of learning about from other people's experiences and kind of gaining tips of my own and then trying to present that tip in my own way and kind of interpreting it differently so that I can see, it's like, oh, 
this thing could work, but like, let's try it differently. And to that point, like, it, it definitely helps to be at school so that you can have those trials and and it's you know the stakes are much lower because you have the freedom to really learn and really tell your own story and that's one of the benefits of going to school you know they'll tell you like you don't necessarily need to go to film school because you can get into the industry just based off experience but the benefit of going to school is that you build networks and you also have just so much more freedom to like really get into your film yeah well i I love when you're talking about telling your own story because i think you know, one of the big shifts I've personally seen in film is seeing more black and brown characters, more diverse characters in terms of uh, neurodiversity, physical diversity, um, LGBTQ. What, what does that mean to you to see representation uh, in the industry growing? I definitely feel like it's very heartwarming to see people that are like me on the big screen and not just kind of like as a checklist but more so like as a character, like they live their own lives. They have faults. They have uh, happy moments. They, they're they human and not just like, oh, we need to have the mandatory funny black character or like the, the sassy gay character in a movie. So just having a person who goes through the same things as me, but just happens to be black or LGBTQ plus or has a disability. Just it's just really nice to see. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, one of the things and and. Aji and I, we talked about Cam Talent before. I was an actor back in my day when I was a young pup. And I remember one of the auditions that I went out for, the actual title of my character was Heavy Set Black Woman Number One. Oh, Lord. And so, yeah, yeah real talk. I know. I'm getting a look from another person in the studio like, say what? But it's real. And so, you know, thinking about seeing that even on a page as that's the description and so there's already a stereotypical thought that how you're supposed to carry on with that with that position like so Aji for you like how do you think we can shift people's perspectives instead of saying this character has to be a white woman or this character has to be the sassy black character how can we actually get people to start seeing people just as they are and not with a whole bunch of labels on top of them I'll tell you I see that we are trying to have that happen in my film program right now. Um, that's something that we talk about all the time. We, we When we put up casting calls, you know, it you're used to seeing sort of like 30s, white, male, like all these other descriptions that we're, we're starting to consider. Why, why does it have, why do they have to be white? Like, why are we specifying their race if it has nothing to do with this character and their story? And I think that that's where it sort of starts is is with the writers um, writing these things because that's where you can have a lot more control um, and, you know, and really, you know, start changing the way that we think about characters and the way that we describe them. But there was a script that we um, read in class and it literally described a woman as like, it was like, she's a knockout, she's gorgeous, she's like, she's like, you know what I mean? And it was like, it was, yeah, yeah, it was like beautiful, banging, like things like that, where it was just like, why are we, like, what what does this have to do with this character at all? So I think it definitely starts with the writing um, and just letting your characters exist and talking about their actual traits and personality and and values rather than, you know, basing it just off of their own, their physical descriptions. Yeah, I think that's interesting, too. We start talking about the standard of even beauty, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's been a lot of controversy even just this year about fictitious characters like mermaids, 
or, mm. you know, people who fly in dragons or hobbits that are people of color that have now been like this outrage, like mermaids can't be black because there's no sunlight in ocean. Uh, mermaids are fake, but <laughs> so they can be anything. So it's, it's really interesting to me that this kind of uproar continues to happen when you start thinking about characters and the standards. So, you know, kind of following up to what you were saying, Aji, how do we help, and, and to the Zach too, how do we help change people's perspectives that some character in the past might have been one way, but we can build this character in a different way and then put him in a different world now? I think, Zach, you kind of mentioned something earlier that I think perfectly uh, answers that which is like i feel like the, the ability to tell a story and first just be like what's happening to this character what is what's the conflict that they're going through not even talking about the the things that make them you know struggle identity wise but just showing them struggle with life just they're just they just happen to be queer or they happen to be black, black. Yeah. yeah like like just showing like people that we can have universal stories that feature all kinds of different people and it can still mean the same even if we look different right. you know right for sure so zach what kind of, of of films like are are the ones that kind of draw you in like what are the things that you like the most in film and if it's genre or even just style of film just uh, um john alone i i grew up with a lot of action adventure stories just kind of um a lot of young protagonist characters that are just kind of experiencing a different world and then having to a coming of age story. So I definitely enjoy stuff like that. But of course, you know, I'm I'm down for an old cheesy action movie every now and then. <laughs> that'd, well, be, in... that'd be our uh, our genre and yeah, our generation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I loved when the Expendables first came out. So I'm like for y'all, I'm the action head from the eighties, you know, the Bruce Willis's yeah. and the Arnold Schwarzeneggers and the the Sylvester Stallone. So anything that they did, Rambo forty five, I'm seeing them all. I'm gonna see them all. That's what I do. Those are my favorite. And I also love when Aji comes home from college, we always go back to some of the 80s movies that I grew up and loved so much. And, and we get to watch those all together as a family. Oh, yes. Yeah. The, the cheesier, the better, I say. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw, there was one horror movie that I saw, uh, me and my, my mom watched a while ago. It was about um, this murder in a pot field and they're like stoner characters. <laughs> so it was just this <laughs> sudden shift from stoner comedy to straight up horror. Oh, I love <laughs> it's that. It's just yeah. a huge contrast and I loved it. It's funny. It's pretty good. I like, I have to check that out. You have to find out the name of that because that sounds like that would be pretty hilarious. I would love that so yes. much. So what were some of your biggest influences and inspirations in the movie industry? So Aji, what about you? What kind of... Uh, actors or writers directors that you really you know fall in fell in love with growing up uh i was really inspired by queen latifah mm-hmm. Whoopi goldberg um you know kiki palmer uh just i really love to see you know black women specifically just doing their thing and and being amazing and, and blazing trails um, and as I've gotten older and more into writing and directing, I really take after Jordan Peele, I think. I, I, I love the idea of commenting on world societal things, but doing so in like a thriller sort of sense or in a psych, sci, uh, sci-fi, you know, things like that, where you, it's, it's kind of comes back to that thing where you can tell stories that 
are universal and they and they you know look like different things but then at the core it's it's so human and that's what i get inspired by mm-hmm. what about you exactly uh, you know normally in the case like this i would just say donald glover and just call it a day but, you know <laughs> i love uh, donald glover absolutely has been like my biggest influence of expressing myself and just wanting to explore different things and um just the way he crafts worlds without even like going into detail about stuff just you're already engrossed with everything that's going on with uh, whether it be atlanta or um uh, his character on community so any project that he's involved in just everything that he builds is just it's him it's a different uh, adding aspects of himself into it and then just expanding upon it the more and more in uh, layers that appeals back onto it's very interesting to see and definitely uh james gunn for sure is another one that i really like i just love how weird he is and just embraces that weirdness whether uh, guardians movies like my my go-to movie marvel movies i just love how just weird and wacky it is but it's surprisingly heartfelt yeah Mm, that's how i felt with everything everywhere all at once oh yeah the daniels they're also a big inspiration to me i I think we we might share that of of loving movies that are just like surreal but then at its core it's 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 a very human story yeah. yeah I think that's really fascinating, and I, I would love to pull on the thread around Donald Glover because, you know, one of the things that he did, what I thought was so brilliant and thought provoking and very provocative, was his "This Is America" video. Yes, and that's like a mini movie. So I, mm-hmm. I remember because I'm going to age myself for sure when Thriller first came out, mm-hmm. and it was a full on like 12 minute movie. It was a music video, but it was literally this movie, and so. I loved it so much because you could see really the storyline and how it took this the song and literally brought it to life. And I think about Donald, what he did with This is America. It had people talking and he just dropped it. He didn't even tell people he was right. doing it. He just dropped it one night and everybody started watching. We're like, whoa. Yeah, he just did a Beyonce. This? He just dropped the album. No announcement, right. anything. Right. Yeah, and it was phenomenal. And I think, you know, as you start to think about entertaining in movies not just on a sense of the big screen or streaming like movie music videos were the original and i think compact movies so have you all ever thought about you know taking that because i know both of you love music in a lot of ways but taking even that medium and creating your own stories from them and, and building those out yes i absolutely um had idea of uh making a movie based around them Song, uh, Stevie Wonder album Songs in the Key of Life mm, because yeah. I feel like this album is like it's so layered and so much is going on and I feel like there's an underlying narrative about black America and just growing and just embracing love music in its own way is kind of another form of storytelling with absolutely. movies so I think they could work hand in hand together absolutely I love that idea very much so so, Aji, tell us a little bit about your creative process. You know, we've talked a lot about identity and the things that have inspired you, but, like, what is your creative process when you're going into your filmmaking, whether it's the writing part or the directing part, or how do you put things together? Usually when I have an idea, it's it sparks from just so, something that... So, so, speaking to music, I get inspired by songs a lot. Um, I Sometimes a song and the lyrics, I'll be like, this, this is, like, a compelling... Uh, kind of concept or situation and I would want to see it played out in a film or I would be like this song would be killer as a soundtrack and I would want this in a film so sometimes it's music um other times uh I'll just 
go through life and I'll meet certain people and they'll inspire a character or, you know, things like that. I, I think I got really good advice one time and they said, you know, you cannot make art without living life, you know? Mm. So that's what I try to do. I try to just have a balance and just get inspired with the things that are happening around me. Yeah. yeah, it's funny you say that, actually, because um, recently my D- uh, Dungeons & Dragons friends have told me how they create characters is that they create playlists based around the idea of their characters. Mm. So I started doing that with uh, whenever I'm working on an idea for a movie. Just like, what 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 song would describe that character perfectly? And mm-hmm. like I'll come up with like an early 2000s rock song or an indie song. Just, that's perfect. That's the one. That. Yeah, I, I I often do that when I'm driving. I hear a song and I'm like, I see a scene that plays out, yeah. right? And you can just kind of visualize it. And there's almost emotion that comes with it because, you know, music is very emotional anyway. Then you can just remember, you know, your favorite movie. And there's always that song that just kind of wrapped it all up, you know? Because if, if you think about how silent movies used to be, which is great, it still had this underlying music, right? That especially when, you know, when the horns come in or the strings, and they, they're really getting you to this this emotional point, you know. So I think that's really great that you're thinking in terms of music because it really does paint a beautiful picture for that. Um, one of the other questions I I have for you all because I think about Ryan Coogler a lot because we've been having conversations around Black Panther and what he was able to do when he created the first Black Panther. Most of all the people that he worked with all ended up winning an Oscar uh, because he gave them opportunities to really just reach their fullest potential, whether it was um, Hannah Beachler, who was the production designer, or Ruth Carter, who did the costume design, and also uh, Ludwig van Gordonson, who was uh, his college roommate, by the way, when they went to USC. So how important is it to get your crew and those people alongside you to help you bring your vision to life like definitely um going back with connections just building that relationship and having people understand your vision and just seeing uh, um how they understand you like they'll like just immediately upon saying a wacky idea or just like something you think something is crazy but like no we can expand upon that we'll add on to it we're like just go gonna keep going with it and just adding on more and more and more and just see uh, building connections and just um, just building this tight knit squad around each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah, it completely influences your your ability to make a good film. I think when you have people who are on your same wavelength who care about it as much as you do, um, and then also having a crew that's you know diverse, um, having multiple different voices and perspectives. Um, that all can only aid you in in your storytelling because you'll have all these different ideas. You'll be able to really like holistically think about what you're doing and find the best ways to tell your story. So yeah, I think having the same, having your crew on the same page and, and building your squad, like you said, like that's key. I think that's beautiful. And I wanted to ask about support that you both receive. You know, I remember being a young person and thinking about being an entertainer in some way and with the most well-meaning way I had people go well you probably need to get a real job so that way you have something to fall back on you know and I think that's you know limiting because it comes from somebody else's limiting belief in themselves you know but what would you say to somebody who says I really want to do this and they're not getting fully supported from the people that they love just for fear that they may not be able to make it whatever they say, in the industry. Prove them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Straightforward. Just prove them wrong. That's a great answer. You know, 
The only pr- um, words will sting, but they're temporary stings. Your expression is what's important. Your story is important, so don't let anyone hold you back from telling your truth, telling your story. Go for it. Mm-hmm. And with the industry today, I would say it's you. You can definitely find work. There's work everywhere. There's streaming services that need stuff. There's there's YouTube. There's you know there's commercials. There's ev- like film is everywhere. So you definitely can find a job in this industry and it's it, it's not a waste of time at all <laughs> yeah no it's not because most people get entertained all the time whether even think about animation right all the gameplay nowadays these yeah. games are total stories mm-hmm. oh, you know yeah, when people yeah. start yeah. getting into them so there's so many opportunities for mm-hmm. sure for somebody to get started you know and so but with getting started i know you talked about uh being in theater aji i know you know zachary you've done some similar things you know i know you did some work with young wosu media when you were younger but what are some other ways that people can get involved to learn how to be a filmmaker definitely like um, any volunteer work would be uh is great experience um Doing community theater is also a really good opportunity to expand your resume, not only expand your resume, but learn different techniques and um, different methods of like acting, whether it's improv or like breath control uh, for singing or just projecting Mm -hmm. because uh, acting is expressing. Absolutely. I would say, yeah, definitely just getting out there and um, taking advantage of opportunities. Um, There's so many different avenues you can take anymore so th- th- they say like just just record just film something you know like just get your work out there just even if it's not the best or you you don't you know you're gonna spend so much time probably trying to get it perfect just 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 film just do what you want yeah you know? i love that so as we're starting to wind down a little bit and close up when you think about you know let's go 25 years in the future when y'all are like our age you know ageless Tommy actually ageless what is it that legacy that you would want to leave for people when they watch your films and they watch your work on the screen like what is the overall feeling or just kind of mindset you want people to take from your work I would hope that um, whatever I'd make for someone will inspire me the same way uh, the art inspired myself to make something like that and that that influence carry on for generations to come. Just uh, hoping that whatever impact that it had on that person will go a long way, whatever, big or small. Love that. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would totally agree. And I would say, yeah, my, my hope would be that people would see my work and um, see not only progression over time of, of, of just changing and growing and, and getting better, um, but also uh, just entirely true, like honest human portrayals. Yeah, I love that. All right. So if people want to get in touch with you all, how can they do that? All right. Well, I have my art Instagram, which is ZC Sketches, Z-C-C-K-E-T-C-H-Z, because we fancy up in here. Could be fancy. Of course, you know, you know. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, my YouTube channel is Formal Film Productions. If you want to see some of my little college short films or my other podcasts that I'm doing, Zach's Artful Podcast, that I have on there. Um, I also have music that I do. Um, my rap music is Insane Mastermind. Uh, my production stuff is Zach Dini Beats with Houdini, with my name, because, of course, right we fancy like oh, that. You going back old oh, school. Of course, of Come course. On you now. know, you Come know. 
Got to get that uh, audio mixing stuff somewhere. Yes, I love that. <laughs> and then I have um, my music group that I have, Shadow Blossom Records. Shout out to all my uh, music friends on there. You all are awesome. That'll, those are all beyond any music streaming platforms if you want to listen to that. So, yeah. And we'll make sure we put those in the show liner notes as well. Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at uh, 3LLO.its.Aji. Or you can follow me on YouTube at Aji Baker. Love it. And Brian, if they want to follow the EMBW podcast, how can they do that? Absolutely. They can follow us on Facebook or they can email us at embwpodcast at gmail.com. Ooh, this was such a fun episode. I am so grateful to both of you that I've gotten to see you grow up. I've gotten to experience your creativity. And I know there's so many more beautiful things in store for both of you. So I'm so grateful that you decided to be on our podcast today. Well, thank y'all very kindly. Thank you. <laughs> and with that, uh, we'll, we'll close out the show. All right. Thank you all for thank joining you for us. Being here. We'll see you later. Like, subscribe, and share. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.